This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. You have reached the Steelers pregame show. Here we go. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is Kevin Smith. KT, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Mr. Davis. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It is almost game time. The Steelers, the Titans, a five-star matchup because both teams are in it. 5-0 5-0 and oh for both teams. This was supposed to be two 3-0 teams a couple weeks ago. These teams actually look quite different. This is more of a, there's so much more gravity to this game, Kevin. I am so pumped for it. Here we go. Before we get started, let's talk about where these teams rank, Kevin. And it's a really interesting tale of the tape because on offense, it's more Tennessee on defense It's definitely more Pittsburgh, but there's a lot of strength versus strength in this game. And we're going to start off with yards per game. Tennessee ranks second in the league with 422. The Steelers are 21st with 358. Rushing yards, it's 11 for Tennessee. The Steelers are ninth. So they're actually pretty close as far as that goes. There is a big disparity in those. The Steelers have 136.8 rushing yards a game. The Titans, 161. They're getting about 25 more yards per game, and that is a pretty big deal, even though they are only separated by four spots. Passing yards per game, 
The Titans and Ryan Tannehill have a big advantage here. 264.2 ranked 11th to the Steelers ranked 24th at 221.2. Here's the big one, Kevin. So close. It's points per game. Would you agree with me, Kevin, that this is the most important stat that I'm going to bring up? Yes. Points per game because all the other stuff, you're deceptive. You know, I mean, like you, you can put up a lot of yards in a losing cause when you're down by three touchdowns and you're throwing the ball against the soft zone. So I've never put a whole lot of stock in like yards per game and things like that. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, what's the goal? The goal is getting the end zone. So yes, points matter. Sure. Well, right now the Tennessee Titans, as far as points go in five games, they're averaging 32.8 points per game. They are second in the league. The Steelers 31.2. They are ranked fourth in the league. That's really close. Not much closer. You can get Kevin. Yeah, you know, I think if you going into the season, you know, told us that, you know, here we are almost a third of the way through and Steelers and the Titans are two of the five highest scoring offenses in the NFL. I think people would be shocked by that. And I think the other thing that's kind of shocking is, you know, when, when you think of the Titans, you think of Derrick Henry and they're kind of ground and pound. But the biggest reason they're scoring is Ryan Tannehill. You know, I mean, he's he's playing some great football right now. So um, I think t- I think this is a more balanced Tennessee team than people anticipate it being and a more dangerous passing team than people expect. Let me ask you this about Ryan Tannehill. I consider him an NFL survivor. He's one of those guys that was on a bad team in a bad situation for about five years with the Miami Dolphins. He was probably one of the best players there, but with nothing around him, did not succeed. Now he goes to the Tennessee Titans and he is putting up fantastic numbers for the second year in a row. He's doing very well. He has really put that offense on the map alongside the running game of Derrick Henry. Kudos to him. Do you feel that Ryan Tannehill now is a better quarterback because he is finally on a team that is going to recognize his talent. You know, I think he benefits from the culture in Tennessee. You know, Mike Vrabel kind of comes out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And I mean, he learned a, he learned a lot of tricks from Dr. Evil up there in New England, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's brought a stable culture to Tennessee, professionalism an understanding of how to win football games. And that I think juxtaposed against Tannehill's experience in Miami, which just seemed to be constantly in flux and a ton of turnover and no real identity. You know, I think that Tannehill, Tannehill's been given a stable environment. He's been given some of the tools that Ben Roethlisberger had at his disposal when he was a, a rookie. You know, Ben had a great offensive line, a good running game. Tennessee's defense isn't what Pittsburgh's was when Roethlisberger was young. Uh, Roethlisberger came into a stable organization that had an identity and knew what they wanted to do. And, and you know, Tannehill's benefited from all of those things in Tennessee. So I don't know if he's the kind of guy that could just go anywhere. And, and be successful, but he's the right fit, you know, for, for this team and vice versa. I will agree with that wholeheartedly. I really fit, think that Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, really a match made in heaven, and this has been perfect. So let's look at the defensive side of the ball. Where Tennessee ranked ahead of Pittsburgh in every single category, Pittsburgh is going to rank ahead of Tennessee. But here is where Pittsburgh has the advantage. A lot of those spots on the offensive side of the ball – It was really close. This is not close. Now, Tennessee has good players on the defensive side of the ball. We all know about Jadavian Clowney. For my money, the best on that side of the ball is Justin Simmons. But if we look at yards per game, the Steelers are ranked second in the league, allowing only 285.2. Tennessee is 26th with 409.8. 
rushing yards per game. Pittsburgh is going up against the number two rushing team this week. Well, just like last week, strength against strength, they are the number two team against the rush. 66.2 points per game is what the Steelers are allowing. They are second only to Tampa Bay, who is just about a yard ahead of them. Tennessee, once again, is 26th, allowing 137 rushing yards per game. That could bode well if James Conner gets going. Passing yards per game, the Steelers are eighth. For all of you that have railed on the Steelers secondary, they're only allowing 219.0 yards per game. Tennessee, 28th at 272.8. And the big one, like we talked about earlier, Tennessee is ranked 15th allowing 25.2 yards per game. The Steelers are ranked third at 18.8. A touchdown difference is a huge deal, Kevin. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, Tennessee has gotten gashed in different ways too this year. You know, like against Minnesota, you know, Dalvin Cook ran for over 180 yards against them. So they really were able to attack Tennessee on the ground. And then against Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew, you know, who's, I mean, I like him. He's a plucky quarterback, but he's not an elite guy by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he threw for over 300 and, and three touchdowns. Um, and those were down to the wire games. So it's not like teams are putting up a bunch of yards in junk time. I mean, th- these are, these are results that are happening in the guts of the game. Um, I will say this about Tennessee's defense. They've given up a lot of yards and a lot of points and they've given them up to some teams that are not, not very good. You know I mean? 30 plus points to Jacksonville and Minnesota and Houston, but they've been good at the end. You know, they've been good when it mattered. They, they've, they won, you know, they, they beat uh, all three of those teams either in the last minute of play or in overtime and against Minnesota uh, and Jacksonville, they produced game ending interceptions when they, when they needed to get a stop. So, you know, I mean, they're, they're a team that, that, that uh, again, Vrabel's, brought a winning culture to Tennessee and they, and they know how to win. So that, or they're learning how to win anyway. And that defense has given up a lot of points and yards, but when they've really needed them to make plays, they've made plays. So, um, you know, I I don't think they're a great defense, but I think that they're not as bad as some of the stats might indicate. Well, let's go ahead and overview the Tennessee Titans on both offense and defense. And that's, let's look at a particular player. Of course, we're going to look at Derek Henry, Derek Henry, is a different beast altogether. Can the Steelers stop this guy? They're not going to stop him. You know, like he's not going to have like 19 carries for 38 yards. You know, it's not going to be something like that. Um, You know, he's too, not only is he too good, but he's just too much of a part of their offense. You know, they just scheme through him. But, um, you know, I think they can limit him. Sure. You know, the Steelers run defense is great. They're front, they're front, man. When they go three, four, and I expect them to play a lot of three, four this week. I mean, they're putting three down linemen who are playing some great football. And I know they're going to lose Devin Bush. Um, but, I mean, you know, I don't think Devin Bush is a dominant run stopper. I think he's a very good, versatile linebacker. Robert Spillane takes his place. Um, I think that, you know, there's not a big drop-off in terms of, a, of being a run defender. As an all-around linebacker, I think there's, a, there's some, you know, problems. But um, so the Steelers' front seven, man, is very good. Um, the other thing, you know, Tennessee's losing – Taylor Lewan, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the game. I mean, he, he's lost uh, for the season with an ACL, just like Devin Bush. So that'll factor in too. So I don't definitely don't see the Steelers stopping Derrick Henry, but I, I, I do think that they can hold him, you know, like to a, to a point where he's not 
the overwhelming deciding factor in the game. Is Derrick Henry more dangerous running the football or catching it out of the backfield? He's more dangerous running the football. You know, I'm not going to turn him into something uh, that he's not. I mean, you know, I, I don't like him in space. Who would want to tackle him in space? He's 6'3", 240. Anybody uh, who saw what he did to uh, uh, poor Josh Norman, man, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, like they get an idea of what, what it can look like when a, when a, a smaller dude's got to come up and, and tackle him. But, you know, he's motorous when they're handing the ball between the tackles or, you know, getting him on the edge on the outside zone play. He's surprisingly quick, you know, when he gets onto the, onto the edge for a guy that big. I mean, he had a 94-yard touchdown run last, last week where uh, they have that tracker that tracks how fast you're going. At one point, he hit 21 miles an hour. That's like sprinter speed, you know. Um, so he's deceivingly fast for a big dude. But if, if they want to throw him the ball to the I'm, I'm good with that. Who's more dangerous on the offensive side of the ball when we're talking about catching the ball? Are we looking at the tight end, Johnny Smith, or is it A.J. Brown? I really like Johnny Smith a lot. Steelers have done a pretty good job against wide receivers. You know, like off the top of my head, and maybe I'm wrong, you might, you might be able to correct me, but I can't think of a wide receiver uh, other than the Fulgham kid from Philly who kind of came out of, out of nowhere, who's had a really big day against us, you know, the Steelers this year. But, you know, like they had some problems with Noah Fant, the tight end against Denver. And their coverage against tight ends hasn't been terrible this year. But Joni Smith's a really nice player. Um, you know, losing Devin Bush is going to create some, you know, issues with you know, how we're going to cover the tight ends. And Tennessee schemes to get him the ball. I think in the, the game preview I wrote for the, for the website today, I broke down their opening play against Jacksonville um, a couple weeks ago where they ran a great play action concept to get Joni Smith free on a big play action pass on their very first play of the game, hit him for like a 40 yard, uh, 40 yard play and then finish that drive by hitting him for a touchdown. They move him around a lot. Um, they find good matchups. You know, they're smart, man. Variable's a smart coach. I'm really impressed with their offense coordinator. Um, guy, I don't know really much about, you know, Arthur Smith, but he's only a second year, second year OC. He's been with the Titans for a while and he was, he used to be their tight end coach. So he values tight ends and he knows how to get him the ball. And I think he's doing an excellent job just kind of, Given different looks and moving pieces around and using personnel groups. So I would, I would, I think we got to stop the tight end passing game. So we're going to talk about the defense in just a moment. So stick around. You don't have to go anywhere. We're going to be right back right after this on the Steelers pregame show. Here we go. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, to the second half of the Steelers pregame show. Here we go. It's almost game time. 5-0 Pittsburgh at 5-0 Tennessee, a five-star matchup. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is KT Smith. Kevin, how excited are you for this game? 
Uh, I haven't been this excited about a Pittsburgh-Tennessee game since it was Pittsburgh against the Houston Oilers when I was a little kid, man. You know, I mean, seriously, this, this might be the biggest. I know we played them in the playoffs a few times as when they were Tennessee, but it feels like, you know, those old, those old school, you know, Pittsburgh-Houston kind of football games. Let's rank these guys real quick. So since you brought up the Oilers, I've got to do it. So I'm going to throw in another guy too. So actually we've got two Heisman Trophy winners and the one in here is actually, uh, actually is Earl Campbell a Heisman Trophy winner as well? I'm pretty sure he is. He, okay, so he's we've a bad got, man, whatever he is. We've got three, <laughs> if we might have three Heisman Trophy winners we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and rank the running backs. Eddie George, Earl Campbell, and Derrick Henry. Uh, in descend, you just named him in descending order in my book, right? Earl Campbell's the man. I mean, Earl Campbell, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening right now who never saw Earl Campbell play. And, and we're going to sound like two old guys reminiscing about how everything was better back in the old days. In my day. You know, but <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I was walking to school uphill both ways in the snow. But I mean, Earl Campbell was just, you know, he was Derrick Henry way before there was Derrick Henry. He probably didn't have Derrick Henry speed. But his power and his style uh, was just was remarkable, you know, like, I mean, how, what a physical, physical specimen he was, you know, and I love Eddie George, too, man, what a great runner he is. But uh, and he was a little bit of a, a, you know, more of a diverse guy. But, yeah, when you think of Tennessee slash Houston, that power back sure jumps out, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you think about these guys and Campbell, yes, was the 1977 Heisman Trophy Award winner. And he had so many battles against the Steelers. Uh, the Tyler Rose, he was almost impossible to uh, get down. And he was only 5'11". He seemed like he played so much bigger than that, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, and uh, 5'11 with, uh, you know, thighs like, you know, like off of a thoroughbred, man. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the uh, Earl Campbell, uh, Jack Tatum collision at the goal line, you know, that's been replayed over and over again where – Tatum, who was one of the hardest and dirtiest hitters of all time, comes, you know, just unblocked and puts his helmet right under Earl Campbell's chin. And Earl Campbell, man, takes that shot and spins right off him into the end zone. And Jack Tatum goes down, you know, like uh, like he got shot. So, I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was just, you know, that was, a diff- that was a different era of football for sure. I think Derrick Henry is the best back in the game right now. I think he is almost unstoppable. But if any defense can do it, the Pittsburgh Steelers can. So I am really excited for this matchup. So let's talk about that defense. And let's talk about the Titans defense. There is so much disparity between these two. You've got what seems to be a juggernaut in the Steelers, a team that is right now on track to break the all-time record for four sacks. At, uh, you know, that sack record is 72. They are on track right now for 78. I believe, excuse me, can they get to the Tennessee quarterback, Brian Tannehill? Yeah, you know, I think they can. I mean, Tennessee's been really good at, at protecting the quarterback. I think they've only given up six sacks, which is, you know, I think second in the league. So that's a that's a, a great matchup. But um, losing Taylor Lewan, that's a big blow to that offensive line, you know. And um, whoever they, they, they replace him with, it's going to be a significant drop-off. And I think the Steelers will scheme for that. Uh, so, you know, I, and I would, you know, that I would definitely look for the Steelers to bring some pressure this week, you know, and, and, 
um, you know, try and make Tannehill stay in the pocket and make tough throws from inside the pocket. He's pretty good off of play action and when he gets outside. So, um, you know, nothing, there's nothing I, I've seen this season yet that would that, that tells me that uh, anybody really right now could slow down the Steelers' pass rush. On the opposite side, on Tennessee, who is going to keep the Steelers awake at night this week? On the Tennessee, I don't know if anybody's going to keep them awake at night. I'll be, t- I'll be totally honest. You know, I mean, they've got – they got some nice players. You, you mentioned Simmons. He's a good player. You know, they got Malcolm Butler at, at a corner who, you know, he's not the guy he was a few years back when he was in new England, but he's still a nice, a nice player. Um, you know, they just, they've been, they've been susceptible to, you know, getting beaten both phases, you know, the run in the past and, and the Steelers have been really balanced. I mean, the Steelers run pass ratio right now is, you know, is 51, 49, uh, you know, 51% passes, 49% runs. That's an amazing, balance um especially when you consider when Roethlisberger was was healthy in 2017 2018 they were at around 67 68 percent passing so they've been able to throw early to get leads and then run late to close games out that's a great recipe um I think the Steelers are pretty physical you know I mean Kevin Dotson on the O-line has been a wonderful addition um and has brought you know kind of some 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 toughness and nastiness to the O-line um I think James Conner thrives behind a more physical type of, uh, of run blocking. So, you know, I, I won't be surprised if Connor has a good game. And Ben Roethlisberger has been great, man. He's been really steady. They're protecting him. Um, you, know, uh, you know, he's got, what, 10 interceptions or uh, 10 touchdowns and one interception. He's only been sacked a handful of times. And he's got just, you know, so many weapons now at his disposal uh, with w- where he can go with the football. So I feel like if Tennessee sells out, you know, in one respect or another to stop the pass or stop the run, the Steelers will have answers for it. So let's go to keys to victory in this game, Kevin. We are going to look at the key for the Steelers and the key for the Titans. So let's first go with the Titans. What's the key to victory if you're Mike Vrabel in Tennessee? I mean, I would try to try to win first downs as much as possible. If, if the Titans can win first down and stay on schedule and give themselves options on second down as to whether or not they can run or throw the ball, I think that that really um, will will keep the Steelers off balance. They're a, they're a good play action team. Steelers can get them into some second and nines. Then that play action becomes a lot less effective. You, you know, the linebackers are, are less, uh, less willing to bite on the run fake. Um, so for me, first down's a big down in, in this football game. And uh, so if I'm Tennessee, I'm going to script the heck out of first downs to try to put myself in second and four, second and five, where I can run or pass and, and keep the Steelers off balance. How about the Steelers? What do they need to do to go to 6-0 and and boast victory in this game? Well, you know, I, I think they need to keep mixing it up on offense. Um, you know, I think they need to take what's there, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, again, I, I believe that Tennessee is, is susceptible. I, I think that the Steelers will, will operate off their script early on to see where Tennessee is. You know, what, 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 are, what looks are they giving them? What are they trying to come out in? How are they attacking the Steelers defense? And then they're going to try to find the holes in that and have answers for it. Again, man, I really think that this Steeler offense is as diverse as any in recent memory. I think that, you know, like in the past, if you shut down Antonio Brown or if you limited Le'Veon Bell, stopped the, the offense. But it doesn't seem as though there's a, a, a one guy that if you take that guy away, then we don't have any answers. So, you know, if I'm Tennessee, I'm kind of like, who do, who do I key on in the Pittsburgh offense right now? And if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm going to look at what Tennessee is trying to take away and I'm going to find my answers elsewhere. So it's prediction time, Kevin. Go ahead. What do you got? 
I mean, you know, I feel pretty good about this game, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because I'm usually like, you know, I'm so nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. And um, and the fact that I actually feel fairly confident, I just hope I don't (laughs) I I don't curse it. Uh, But uh, no, I I think I put like thirty one, twenty four, thirty one, twenty one, something like that as my prediction on the site. Um, I think the Steelers will score points. I think Tennessee's going to move the football, but if the Steelers can, um, you know, bend and, and and not break and 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 be good in the red zone and force them into field goals instead of touchdowns, or you know, do a good job on third down. That's another thing, real quick on third downs. Tennessee's been awful on third downs. They're they're giving up uh, like 57 percent conversion rate on third down. So if the Steelers can convert third downs and keep Derrick Henry off the field. That's, a, that's another big thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think there, there's going to be some points on the board, but I think the scoreboard will light up in our favor. I love it. I am going to go with the Steelers as well. I'm very nervous about this game. I really am. I just don't want to go against Pittsburgh right now. I feel like they are a special team. I feel like that they play better when the stakes are higher and that's exactly what they're doing. What has flipped the script for them this year is the fact that they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. And when they play a team that they're not supposed to beat and they're not favored in this game now, they step up to the plate. And I tell you what, they go for it. And Mike Tomlin has a history of going for it. He has corrected the problem on the other side, playing the bad teams. They're not going to lose to those bad teams, but they're going to play a good team tough. You know, they've got a plan for Derrick Henry. Like you said before, you cannot stop him. You can only hope to slow him down. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Derrick Henry's still going to have two touchdowns in this game. I'm going to say Steelers 34, Titans 28, and it's going to be close. It's going to come down to the last quarter of play. But ultimately, I'm thinking the Steelers are going to win. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the... uh... You mentioned the line. I'm I'm glad the Steelers are underdogs too. It's interesting. Didn't didn't the Steelers start as a slight favorite, and now they're now the lines kind of push Tennessee as the favorite. Yeah, and it was in the last day. And co-editor Dave Schofield of Behind the Steel Curtain was going crazy about that because he's like, "How do you change the line just like that? Be the underdog." Yeah, me too. My favorite version of the Steelers are the uh, chip on their shoulder Steelers. Man, I love that. I love those Steelers. Absolutely, and there's got to be plenty of chips, especially if you're Eric Ebron who I've picked to go off and he's gone off against the uh, Tennessee Titans in the past. And he's also missing his son's birthday and you and I are both dads and he planned to be there, said he was going to be there. Then the COVID thing happens. You think he's not going to be fired up because now he can't go to that party. He's going to be, (laughs) I follow him on Instagram. He's got his kids all over Instagram. So yeah, that's important to him. No doubt. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, thanks so much. Grab that terrible towel because it is going to be a fantastic ball game. I can't wait. And I hope next week we're talking about a 6-0 Steelers team going to tie the record of seven wins from that 1978 team and getting ready to play another equally impressive team, the Baltimore Ravens. So let's hope for that, my man. Yes, sir, man. Can't wait. Very excited. All right, for Kevin Smith, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Grab that towel. It's almost game time. We'll see you next week, my friends. Go Steelers.
Grand Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.